Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today, got the whole crew here in the studio again. Brandon Stevens is here. Brandon, say hello to the people. What's up, people? What's up, Jay? Oh, what's up? He he almost said it first, Ricardo. Ricardo, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another thrilling episode of the Live to Walk Again podcast with uh, Jeremy Dixon, our host, yeah, Supreme. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, our dear I'm leader. excited. Uh, we need to cut all that out. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it, this is. Uh, it's been a. You know, we've had a little little time since our last recording. Uh, you know, last week I, I've had uh, an interesting interesting interview that I, I'm really excited to get out today. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I wanted to bring up one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in my life. Uh, you were there, Brandon. Uh, we, me and Brandon went to a, a high school um, basketball game the other day, uh, Ricardo. Yeah. And uh, Brandon's son saw something on <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Oh, jeez, Jay. <laughs> he saw something on TikTok, apparently, that his older brother showed him or something. I don't know. But it was something where some, this guy just keeps going, hide the weed. And so we're getting back into the van after going to this game. And there's parents walking by, students walking by. And this, this little kid says to me, at a very conservative high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, uh, Uncle Jay, you got any weed? And I was like, what? What? And he's like, if you do, you better hide the weed. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Brandon guys, just threw him into the back of the van. It was like, let's get the hell out of here. You guys have to know, crew, man. I mean. <laughs> he said, he, I said he Jeremy. literally said like two of the funniest things to me I've ever I heard I said, Jeremy, life. do not laugh at this kid. I know. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I had tears like running down my freaking eyes after this little interaction, man. This kid. It's like you better hide the weed. Listen, the the internet is it's a big place, man. And we're just all navigating these waters as best we can. And like you can't like you can try to hide your or shield your kids from this this world we live in, but that's not a realistic expectation. And so I, you know, I've open communication with them and I don't let them see everything, but they're probably exposed to more things than most kids are. Um, Just because I don't, in my personal opinion, the way I parent is like, hey, like that's going to happen. So we need to talk about it. Exactly. Um, I I remember Brandon Brandon had like, so so my dad and Brandon's mother dated and were engaged, whatever. So we consider each other brothers because we've known each other since I probably he was like 10 years old. yeah. Yeah. And when our parents got together, Brandon at 10 years old had an NWA CD. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my <laughs> dad would not let us no. listen to it, and so that just made us want to listen more. Yeah, that's and, right, man. Like yeah. I remember finding it again after it got taken. Yeah, and that's like, well, well, like a few years ago, you know, you you, you know your cousins, right? Anthony and Dominic, they're twenty nine, twenty eight years old now. I was going through some stuff a few years ago, you know, cleaning out their rooms finally so I could repurpose them, and um, came across an NWA on a like a little podcast. Uh, like the iPod, iPod, yeah, MP3 player, yeah. And I was going, what? And I'm looking at it, and I look at the dates, you know, the date stamps. I'm going, my God, they were like 
13. Where did they get this? Explicit, yeah. right? You know? And I'm going, now I'm starting to understand why I had some issues with these guys. Yeah. You know? And then the other thing was um, Seinfeld, right? So, yeah. you know, we, Seinfeld's in syndication all over the place, right? And we were watching it the other night, caught an episode. And I go, man, you know, some of the things they talk about. So he goes, yeah, I remember, Dad, when you would sit us down afterwards and explain it to us. I said, I did that. And they go, yeah, you're getting old. Yeah, but you did that. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's some pretty mature stuff that was back there, you know, for young minds. So, I mean, it's not just the Internet. It's all types of media that you got to really kind of watch your kids. And there's with. so much of it, and it comes so fast and from so many places. Yeah. So I, I know, like, I get it. Like, if your style is to, and it's a whole different thing from what we're, our podcast's about, but, yeah. you know, everybody has their own way of doing things. I, I don't think anyways the wrong way. Right. Or anyways particularly yeah. the particularly the right way but but what are your kids free range kids definitely my little guy is man yeah. like because i already had one yeah. who we tried to do it that do more free range with and like let him learn stuff on his own but like we we're just we, there to we were totally free range kids i just remember you know growing up so for everybody out there i'm 60 so when i was like 10 13 years old i mean i'd get up go out yeah you know for sure knock on people's doors to see if they you, you know now back. you'd be terrified if your kid went and knocked on people's yes, doors for asking sure. them for like aluminum cans or recycling or whatever you could do cut lawns you know to make money you know when you're 10 years old right you yeah know, we so. do a lot of that yeah. stuff and I, yeah. I don't know like probably the the definition of free range is different now than when you know we were kids in the yeah. 80s and 90s or whenever but yeah man crew crew is you know the internet you see things they their little minds grab onto things and then it's like all right bro listen yeah. you can't run around saying hide the weed from all these from, like what you don't even know what this is i know oh man it was so good it was so good anyway so anyhow uh, about something totally different yeah. you know our guest this week daniel yeah West. this is a little different than than what we are used to i mean we've had uh, yeah, our guest this week is named Daniel West, and he is a physiotherapist from Australia. Um, he's an author as well, wrote a book about um, Western medicine basically being BS. His uh, Instagram handle is No Bullshit Rehab, and uh, that's kind of that's his vibe. So um, he, uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely different than anything you've heard from anybody else we've ever had on this podcast as far as need i say controversial but that's but but it's not so much different than like angela rockwood right yeah you know or angela rockwood, david wolf yeah yeah you know those or chef evans yeah you know where they yeah. where they're like you know there's no way i'm gonna be in this wheelchair forever yeah. right i'm gonna right. i'm gonna go out and do it right so yeah he just has a different yeah. way of i mean yeah. it's yeah, I mean, basically his premise is that you get somebody with a spinal cord injury standing up over and over again and, and to re try to reconnect the uh, the lanes of communication from your brain to your to your spinal cord, you know, through to your body. So yeah. um, it's it's repetition. It's it's working hard. It's yeah, no bullshit. Like he says. And I mean, he really calls out the rehabilitation, I guess. Industrial I mean, complex. Industrial <laughs> complex. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't remember uh, saying that. I, I called that out because I, I like that uh, saying. And he's like, "Damn, did I come up with that? All right, I like it." Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's gotten some people 
walking again. Um, you know, his, his videos of him working with, with, uh, patients on his Instagram channel are pretty amazing. And I like, you know, I don't know the exact injury level. Some of these people are, I know he's worked a lot with people that had, uh, air bubbles in their spinal cord. And he showed me like, there's a, there's a few parts during the interview where he, um, <clears throat> Yeah, talk, he was showing, he was showing stuff. me stuff yeah. and I, I have pictures of, of all those those things that I'm gonna um, attach to the podcast notes so you'll be able to, to see and hopefully differentiate which which image is which but uh, at one point he shows me a you know it's it just it's it's very very interesting and um, you know I'm appreciative of him coming on and being willing to, to share this this message and he I mean you can hear the passion in his voice man he believes this to the end and, and my thoughts are you know what why not like you know it's just a different way of looking at at things and as long as you don't do any harm right yeah I mean if yeah. you're not if you're just standing it's yeah. just standing up standing up sitting down standing up sitting down it's hard he's he's very adamant that a lot of uh therapists are lazy and don't want to either lazy or they're understaffed at the rehabilitation facilities and you know they they're getting paid by these companies that are are making you know harnesses and all this other stuff and basically he says he needs a ten dollar gate belt and and no participation trophies no yeah that's his method right no doubt no doubt but yeah, well, let's uh, let's get to Daniel, and we will talk to you guys on the other side. Thanks, Jer. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, I am very excited to welcome our guest, Daniel West, who is a physiotherapist and an author. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the show. I'm, uh, I'm, you're making quite a splash on, on Instagram and TikTok with, with uh, some of your videos. Like, uh, how are you doing today? Cheers, mate. Doing, doing very good. It's early in the morning here, but uh, I'm very happy to be on your show. Appreciate you coming, coming, uh, coming on and waking up early for me. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, uh, and what you do? Uh, I'm just a physio. I uh, worked in the site for, for several years, and uh, basically, I just learned to think for myself. I, I honestly believe a lot of what is done in rehab uh, is crap. Um, a lot of pa- patients, unfortunately, have your uh, function in life taken away by poor and inadequate uh, rehab. Um, and uh, this is from my own experience of being a patient as well as being a, a therapist alongside uh, other therapists and what I would do. And... Uh, I just uh, have a bug up my ass about trying to get it to change. I love it. I love it. So yeah, how did you, I guess you, you have kind of a different look at, at, at how to treat spinal cord injury patients particularly. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, let me just say, I just wanted to start by apologizing to all the spinal cord injury patients and the families who are listening today, because you're probably going to be very upset and offended by what I'm about to say. 50% of you are going to react. Oh my God, this guy makes perfect sense. But the other 50% are going to get angry and reject what I say purely on emotional grounds because you will not be able to deal with the slap in the face that you or your family member has been let down and undertreated by the people you thought were actually helping you. So you will lash out at me, not them, because you will be upset with the truth. Better to shoot the messenger then. That's okay. Obviously, I'm smart enough to know this will happen even before it occurs. 
my first piece of, uh, piece of advice to those people is to just get your emotions out of your expectations with spinal cord injury recovery. There are people who are smarter than you who know to be able to sell you stuff based on your emotional response uh, that's got nothing to do with the results. Concentrate purely on the results, not on the emotions. Uh, now, for all the doctors, researchers, and therapists that are going to be offended because uh, I'm going to show you all up to be lazy um, and having no critical thinking skills, I'm not apologizing. You have people's lives in your hands and you have failed them and failed them for years, and I have no sympathy for you. That's a hell of a way to start. I'm big, a... big start, mate. Right? Yeah. Swing, swing for the fences. Okay, so let yeah. me start. Let me start with a little story for you. Okay, yeah. yep. got nothing to do with spinal cord, but it's got everything to do with spinal cord. So, at school, I was a swimmer. I joined the swim team when I was about fifteen, and the school PE teacher had been a swim coach for about fifteen years. The results in the school swimming championships were always average to poor. We would come seventh or eighth out of the nine schools that were competing, but the coach would always tell the parents. Your son's doing so well. Your son's training so hard. You know, your son puts in a great effort. And all the mothers would be like, oh, my little Johnny, he's the best trainer at the, at the swimming. I'm going to go tell all my friends at coffee tomorrow morning. I feel so good about myself. So everyone was sort of satisfied. You know, the swimmers thought we were doing the best we could. You know, we didn't have a lot of talent, but, you know, we, everyone was happy. So my first year on the team, uh, of course, I'm 15. I've got no experience outside what this coach is doing or saying. So I think that, you know, uh, I'm doing the best. And, and the hardest session this guy gave us was something called the Heartbreaker 12, okay? And the Heartbreaker 12 consists of 12 100-meter freestyles flat out. We do the first four 100s, then have a two-minute rest. Then we do the second uh, four 400s and have a one-and-a-half-minute rest. And then we do the last set of four 400s. On the first set, we would get 30 seconds rest between each 100. On the second set, we got 25 seconds rest. And on the third set, we only got 20 seconds rest between each other. Everyone's like dreading and, you know, thinking about that, that last uh, um, uh, set of 400, that four, last set of four 100s coming up. Then in my second year, the, the PE teacher decides, you know what? I've got a little bit too much on my plate. It's too hard for me to be the, the swim coach anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. So the school looked around and was lucky enough to find some water polo guy from the, from the States who said, I, I want a holiday out in, the, in Australia. I'll coach you, your swim team if you like give me room and board. And everyone's like, great. Okay. Doesn't cost us a cent. So he comes out. So we all show up for our first day of training. We do our warm-ups, our stretches, and then the, the American coach writes up on the board. Here's your, here's your training session. 100 100s with a five-second rest in between, flat out. And everyone goes, what the fuck? That's too hard. you you got to be kidding. And this coach, and he didn't speak very much, he just turns around and looks at us and goes, I don't care about your feelings. Get in the pool, you lazy shits, and do it. And we did. Every man finished that session. And we got out of the pool that day standing 10 foot tall going, holy hell, I never believed this was, this was possible. Now, our school went from eighth to second that year in the school championships. And we were beaten by a school that had two Olympic gold medal and world record holders uh, on it. They, had, they gave away scholarships and whatever. We had the same talent we'd had the year before, but we had just upped our how we had, we had trained. Now, the crux of that story is about three quarters of the way through the, the, uh, the, the, the year um, or, or the season, the American had to go back to the, to the States for one week. Okay, I think he had a family emergency. So the old coach came back and coached us. And the first day he gets to training and he's like, okay, everyone, you're gonna do the heartbreaker 12. 
And everyone goes, holy fuck, when's the guy who knows what he's doing going to get back and, teach and, and train us? Okay. And what happened was uh, the PE coach, he was pissed because now his kingdom, he's lost his kingdom. He's like, he doesn't get the respect anymore than he used to have. So he lobbied to have the American coach fired. Okay. Some of the mothers he would talk to, yeah, he doesn't tell me my little John is doing so well every day. Because this, this coach, literally, if you did a five-second personal best on a Friday night, he'd be like, see you at training on Monday. Okay? That was it. Didn't blow, blow sunshine up our ass at all. Okay? He was serious. And everyone, all the mothers, and, and, and were so used to being, being told bullshit about, about what, they would, what they would do. So now all the swim team are like, isn't anyone listening to us? We want the coach. Okay, but but we were at the bottom of the of, of the pyramid. You know, it was like, oh, you the guys are doing the swimming. We're not we're not concerned with with, with, you, with your opinion. So very, we very nearly lost our coach to basically you know uh, took us to, to the bottom. Thankfully, we didn't. Um, simply because of the fact that the feelings of the old coach were hurt. His pride was was dented. Now, um, uh, if you look at that in terms of what rehab is, the old coach is the doctors and 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 therapists uh, who work with spinal cord injury. Okay, they're used to doing things their way and they've got their little kingdom and they're, you know, quite happy. No one questions them on, on what's going on. And, and they're so good at you, like, you know, you're doing really well and, hey, you know, you're trying your best and, and whatever. Um, and they don't want their kingdom to be threatened, um, even if it, it comes at the cost of results for you, the, the swimmer, the, the guys who are in the wheelchair, who it really matters for. Okay. Um, I'm obviously, I think I'm the new coach, you know, have a new way of, of, of doing things. And... Um, all the administrators are equivalent to all the mothers of the team, like, you know, love having sunshine, you know, blowing up their ass, you know, and, and raising money and doing all the stuff. And then, you know, but, but having no results to, 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 to show for it. Okay. Now, if you can sort of understand that, let me give you an exchange that I had with a mother on Facebook, okay, regarding her, the treatment of her son at one of the top five rehab centers in, in the US. So, and others. My son's in a great facility of spinal cord rehab. He's rated top fifty. It's rated top five in the country. He's been there a month, and they are telling me he's making amazing progress. And I responded, "Did they stand your son up on day one?" No, but the doctors, therapists, and staff are real, really understanding of his injury. They treat patients like family here. Don't care. Have they tried to stand your son up? No. Not yet. They told me they're the most modern, they have the most modern equipment and techniques. This place is amazing. You should see all the equipment they have, and they are so nice to all their patients. I don't care. So your son has been there one month, and they have still not stood him up yet. Not yet, but they had this amazing program, they told me, and they've worked with thousands of spinal cord injury patients. Again, I don't care. When did they say they were going to stand your son up? Every spinal cord is different, don't you know? <clears throat> so... How many of the other thousands of patients that they've had that's gone through this place have they stood up day one? Oh my God, I'm not listening to you anymore. You're just negative. My Johnny is getting the best care that he can get at this place. There you go. So that's, that's, that's my idiotic little voice to try to prove a point about, you know, uh, what, right. what, what you've been dealing with for years. Yeah, uh, you know, so I'm curious. So I want to know what your... I, you know, what your plan, so your, your plan obviously revolves around standing somebody up on the first day after an injury. That first day, second day, that's it. That's all you need to do. Full weight bearing, day one, stand them up on their feet. 
That's not that one. They, they do. I mean, there may be some minor things. You don't want someone bleeding all over the place or, or you know, uh, whatever. Um, but essentially, stand them up uh, uh, day one. Okay. Well, that's all I've ever done. That's all I've ever done. I'm not, I'm not the smartest person in, in on the planet, mate. I just just stand them up. Okay. And so, how did you coming from? Obviously, you went through school to be a physiotherapist and yep. went through the you know the same training that everybody else gets. When did you say, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? Why aren't you standing these people up right when away? Was my, when was my aha moment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Put it in perspective, I, I'd, I'd actually seen the first couple of years of, of being a therapist, I saw only two spinal cord injury patients. And I treated them like everyone else. I'm going to teach you how to be in a wheelchair and teach you how to do a sliding board transfer. One of them um, actually he broke his back in a, in a uh, skydiving incident, I had in a pool, and he could walk in a pool. Uh, I only had five sessions with him because it was home health. And then um, saw him a year later, and he was doing a triathlon as a wheelchair athlete. And I'm like thinking, this guy used to be a personal trainer of, of like uh, movie stars in, in Hollywood. So I'm not thinking, okay, he's walking in the pool. He's going to get from point A to point B on his own. Okay. Uh, see me a year later. Like, no, no, I still can't walk. So I'm not thinking, okay, where's the disconnect? You obviously can train hard enough. You're buffing your upper body. Why is it that you couldn't transfer the walking in the pool into to walking on, on land? What am I missing? Okay. Uh, and then I had a car accident myself. Okay. And just by the, by the, 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 What's the grace of God? I probably didn't end up in a spinal cord, uh, with a spinal cord injury myself. I had, had a traumatic brain injury, but that's, that's uh, I, I dodged a bullet. Okay. So a couple of years later, um, um, of, at a hospital, and there a young kid uh, had gotten the bends while diving and uh, had an air bubble in his spine, paralyzed him, legs down, could, could, could do nothing. And so I'm like, you know, He'd been seen by someone else. You know, they'd gotten him out of bed in a, in a Hoyer lift, put him into a, into a chair. So they did that, trained the nurse to do that. So he could get into the, the, the Hoyer lift. A Hoyer lift, they'd get, get out of bed. So I've walked into his room and, and the nurses have already got him up in, into the wheelchair. And this guy, young kid, and I'm like thinking, shit, this could have been me, um, you know, three, four years ago. Um, you know, bloody hell. Um, and uh, he goes, I want to stand up. And I'm like, hey, mate, we don't stand up, you know. Paraplegic. He's just, that's, you know, I'll, I'll teach you how to wheel your wheelchair. He goes, I don't care. I want to stand up. So I'm like looking at this guy and, and I'm six foot two and I'm thinking, okay, this guy's five, seven, you know, I think. Um, put my gate belt around him and say, you ready? Let's go. Pull him up on his legs. Now, if I, if I drop the guy um, or have a problem, my career is done. You know, everyone's going to say, what the hell are you doing standing up a, a paraplegic? Okay. Stood him up on his legs and suddenly I realized, shit, this guy's not five, seven, he's six, two. And he weighs about, 20 pounds, 10, 15 pounds more than me. I'm like, oh, geez, Christ, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But I'm standing him up there, okay, and I'm doing all the work, and all of a sudden, I feel his glutes have a twinge. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. You, you, you're paralyzed. I don't know why it happens. I don't care why it happens. It just, it just happened. Okay, standing back down again, stood him up again. It was a little bit easier standing him up the second time. It's like, holy shit, that was unexpected. Okay, why wasn't I told this at school? Okay, why hasn't someone else done that? This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, going, where, where have I ever had anyone tell me, do this and, and this is what the result you're going to expect? Zero. Um, and I've asked everyone in the years since, anyone ever done this? No, 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 never thought of that. No, we don't do that. That's too hard work or whatever. So I, 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 I put him back in the chair. I'm like, going, mate, this is, this is great. I can't wait to see you. you know, I'm not working tomorrow, but I'm going to see you today after that. 
I will make sure the therapist who's coming to see you tomorrow is going to do the same thing. Okay, let's keep this ball rolling. So I go and find the therapist. This other therapist is a guy, six foot four, bigger than me, and, and, and I'm a weakling. Let me tell you, you know, just as a side, just having a chat with my, my 49-year-old girlfriend, um, she can lift more in CrossFit now than I could when I was 20 and, and training and at my best. I am a weakling, okay? okay. Uh, so I don't want anyone to sit and say, oh, you can do this because you're really strong. I am a pussy when it comes to, to I work out, but I can't lift any, any weight. So I tell this big guy, mate, stand him up. I actually had some, some muscle you know, control, okay? I'm going to see him on Monday, but you know, keep the ball rolling. Come back on Monday, read the notes. Therapist had done passive range of motion in bed. And I track him down. I said, mate, he goes, oh, he can't stand. I, you know, I, I just do what, you know, we always do. Passive range of motion in bed. So I'm thinking, okay, go back and see the guy, mate. And he's like, oh, there you are, there you are. Thank God. I mean, the, the, the guy yesterday just wanted to do passive range of motion in bed. I said, all right. Good junk. Uh, 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 stood him up on the side of the bed. Stood him up. Mm, again, same thing. It was just a little bit, you know, uh, equal to, to what it was the, the last time. Did it again, did it again. Probably worked for him about 20 minutes, just basically much standing up. As soon as he got tired, sitting back down. Recovered, yep, standing back up again. So we did that all morning. I'm sort of at the end going, you know what? I'm not supposed to, but I'll come back this afternoon and we'll see what we can do this afternoon. You're able to stand a little bit now. You've probably got about 10 or 15 seconds. I'm not, you know, you're able to do 40 to 50% of the work, okay? Come back in the afternoon. Uh, stand the guy up. His family is there now. Uh, his dad's, you know, stand up a couple times and he's like, I want to walk. Let's walk. I'm like, okay, you're standing up. You're supporting most of your body weight. Let's give it a try. So he took two steps, okay? By this stage, I was buggered, okay? I'm, I'm still doing most of the work, okay? Put, sitting down the chair. Okay, that's pretty good, mate. Let's give it another try. See what we can do. Stand up again. He walks four steps. Again, I'm buggered. Mate, you got to sit down, okay? Standing up again. He walks eight steps. Sit back down. It's getting easier. I'm not getting so buggered. Standing up again. We walk 16 this time, he's the one who's tired, not me. Shit, okay. Sitting back down in, in the chair. We worked for about 15 minutes. By the end of it, he walked up a flight of stairs with me just holding onto the, the gate belt, up the stairs, then came down the stairs, okay? There was an acute rehab unit in this hospital that I worked, okay? So he went next day, he went to, to acute rehab. They wheeled him down to acute rehab, okay, in the wheelchair. In fact, for the two weeks he was there, they always wheeled him down to acute rehab. They only let him walk with a walker in, in the acute rehab, okay? And they never walked him as far as I did the first day, walking around the floor, just holding, holding on to him, no walker. And I asked the therapist, why? Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared he could fall down, okay? So I've got nothing on the, the function of what the patient can do. It's all on the, the, the therapist is scared. The therapist is scared, you're screwed, okay? Because mm -hmm. they're in control of, of what you're doing. So he would then come back, back up to the floor after his sessions and he's, Parents would walk him around the floor without anything, okay? Finally, after two weeks, he's like, I think I'm good enough that I can go home. Never walked without a walker in the rehab because they're always like, we're scared, okay? So I like sat there and thought, I wonder how often this happens, okay? And then I'm thinking, you know, he only had an air bubble in his spine. So maybe it's just he was going to recover no matter what, right. okay? About five years later, I'm at another hospital. There's a guy in a wheelchair walking past. And I just heard him yell out. He was talking to someone. And he says, yeah, I got an air bubble, air bubble in my spine 25 years ago. Been in the wheelchair ever since. What do you think my first thought is? Have you stood up? Thank you very much. Did someone fucking stand you up the first day? If they didn't, then how do you know that you couldn't be exactly like that, that, that paraplegic? Now, everyone will be sitting there going, oh, my God, you know, there, but that's a one-off. That's actually happened twice more, okay? And, in fact, 
Every patient I see, I expect that to happen every single time I go and see them. Why? Because if I don't, I would have missed those two. If I'm going in there thinking, I'm going to do passive range of motion in bed, or I'm going to put you into a harness and stand you up, okay? There's, there's no way that I'm going to actually know what the hell you can, you can do. Okay? So that, that, that's a very, very important point. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you think it's the, it's like the, I mean, so obviously these are, are people that have air bubbles in their spinal cord, not like a severed spinal cord or something. I mean, in, I, I had, an, had an, I had an, I, 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 well, here's the thing. When, when I used to think of spinal cord, I used to think itchy and scratchy. Someone's cut the spinal cord in two. And that's why I think most people think of, of a spinal cord. Yeah. Your spinal cord has been chainsawed one, one section. Right. Okay. Um, to give you an idea of, of how that uh, can, uh, what's the name, thinking, have a look at this. Okay. Okay, what, what, what are you seeing? Uh, spinal cord that's- like, Shot to pieces. Yeah, just destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed. This is the patient. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's, that, that's in India. And I'm like, I'm like, good on you, mate, well done. Do you think, and even I looked at that and thought, fuck, this person's fucked. Yeah, it looks pretty okay? good. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I have to do. I've got to look at that and say, you know what? This person can walk. Because, because if I don't, they're never getting to that. Yeah. Ever. And they're, they're limited by my expectations, not by, the, not by, their, by their function. So the, I'll, have uh, you, uh, I'll have you send me those pictures so I can uh, post them on the podcast. Sure, mate, sure, mate. Yeah, we'll yeah. get that done. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so, so the 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 you know that's that's the 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 big thing the 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 element of the the, the personal experience or whatever of the therapist you know the the, the emotions are, plays a huge role in basically you know deciding are you going to walk or are you, are you not okay more so than than your than your physical you know limitations in my opinion okay now if someone wants to prove me wrong show me the friggin scientific evidence because because every single spinal cord patient I've had every single one has shown improvement. If I've worked with them one day, if I've worked with them for, for six months, every single one of them has shown improvement throughout the entire session or, or sessions that I've worked. They've never stopped improving, okay? The only time they've stopped improving is when they've actually transferred to another place and then they've gone to another rehab and that therapist has never then stood them up again. Because here's, here's the, the, the big thing about spinal cord, okay? And you, you'll know this as soon as you hear it. You have two spinal cord patients. One lies on a couch all day, eating bonbons and watching TV, one goes to the gym and works out five days a week. The one who goes to the gym walks again. The one who doesn't lies on the couch, doesn't walk. Why are they different? No, no movement. No, 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 no. They're different because every spinal cord injury is different. So despite the fact that this guy's going to the gym five days a week, you're not allowed to say this, is, this guy over here is a lazy prick because you're going to hurt his feelings. So, oh, the reason why you didn't recover, mate, is because, you know, every spinal cord is different. Okay. Do, do you know who Patrick Rummerfeld is? I, I, only because of watching. Uh, only because of what I say. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did not know before that. Right. Right. Okay. So this guy runs marathons after lifting weights and working his butt off for however many years he did. And doctors still haven't worked out how he managed to walk again. You, 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 you can't put together the fact that he's worked his butt off and he's done all these things. So that doesn't make any sense to you because you're basically thinking, basically because you weren't involved with the process. And if you weren't involved with the process, it, it couldn't have happened. You know, he didn't have a therapist do it. He didn't have a therapist told him he was never going to walk in. Doctors, and they trained him not to walk in. Doctors, you know, 
uh, told him he was never going to walk again. Um, but he walked again based on his on his own, you know, uh, hard work. Now, my assertion is he probably could have walked again no different than the than the HRA quad that I got walking in seven months. He just didn't know what he was doing. He was flying blind. Um, and there are some things that he probably could have done earlier that, that, that like I say, standing on your feet day one, or as soon as you can, to get, you, to get your body um, uh, working it. But the, the stupid theory that they have about re rehabbing spinal cord makes everyone believe, you know, no, that's, that's not the way to go. So uh, we've got, got some visual aids here, mate. You ready? Yeah, let's, let's see. Okay. So it's, it's, it's beyond just the, the uh, 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 obviously, the, the motivation and, and the, the attitude, I, I think. There's a very basic physics principle involved with spinal cord recovery and in fact any recovery okay so how long have you how long have you been a quad uh since 1998 1998 yeah an accident an accident yeah, or a, car, a, car accident. Right. so 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 uh, how many years 20 years or whatever that is okay do you know newton's second law of motion no no why the hell not I, this is the only, I'm not having a go at you. I'm not having a go at you. I'm having a go that everyone, every doctor that's been in your life and, and, and every patient I ask, no one has any idea about. This is something I teach everyone the first F and A that I, that I treat. You understand this, you're now years ahead of every doctor and every spinal cord injury researcher. Okay? So uh, uh, the principle is force equals mass times acceleration. That's the, the second law of motion. So if you, are, you know, if you weigh 200 pounds, and you want to move at one meter per second, or you want to you know, get that moving, you've got to apply 200 pounds of force. You understand that? Yeah. Very simple, yeah. basic, that's grade two math, okay? So, I don't work out, we'll try to hold this compared to me. Okay, so this is me, how I treat patients. Oh, that is me over here, sorry. How I treat patients, okay? Me and the patient, nothing else, okay? Me and my gait belt, okay? So if a patient is 200 pounds, and I'm putting in 50 pounds of effort, how much effort is the patient putting in? 150 pounds. If I put in 49 pounds of effort, what's the patient now having to do to just keep on standing up and keep on moving? Yeah, 151. 151. So I have got complete control over everything that patient is doing. Complete. There's no other external force. Don't have to worry about anything. If the patient decides to get a little bit lazy, I tell them, mate, I'll drop you and you'll hit the floor and break your neck. Guarantee you they'll become motivated to keep on working. Okay, now with every video and everything you see for the way they treat spinal cords, okay, this is what they do. You have the PT, you have the patient, and you have all the other bullshit that they add on top of it. The harnesses, the walkers, the, the second person helping, the third person helping, the fourth person helping. So if I am the therapist who's helping the patient, and they are 200 pounds, and I'm putting in 10 pounds of force, how much is the patient putting in exactly? 190. Nope. Well, they're not. If they're using all the other stuff, though, I guess they're. You've got, you've got no way of knowing. Okay. Now, right. it might be the difference between adding an extra ounce or taking away an extra ounce, but doing it this way, you've got no chance of being able to control what the patient is doing. Do you see that clearly? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is, this is what is done. Okay. Everything like it's like the best example I can give you is, is teaching a kid to ride a bike. Okay. How often do you see two people teaching a kid to ride a bike, holding on one person on either side? Never. Because if you did, you would find out the kid, the kid in the middle is shit scared because you've got two people applying force with no control over what they're doing. Okay. And it'll probably take you, if it ever, if it ever worked, it would take you forever to teach that kid to, to drive the bike. If one person is holding on, they can hold on, they can control the amount of force they give that kid 
to the ounce, to the milliounce, and they know exactly when they need to let go and the kid can ride off by itself, okay? Now, if you're not holding, if, you, if I'm doing that by myself, I know exactly when to, when to let go, when to hold on, when to go back. I know precisely what I'm doing, okay? I'm in complete control. Everything else that is done, no control whatsoever. And if you've got no control, how are you going to progress the patient? Right. So that, that just sums up why I can get patients walking in a couple of days and they're still on a treadmill for years at a time. Right. Simply because of that stupidity. So, how, so, so I'm not the smartest person in the room. So how is it that every researcher, every doctor and every therapist doesn't understand Newton's basic second law of motion and apply it to working with their patients? That's, that's, that's what makes me pissed. Yeah. Guess who suffers? Yeah. Who suffers? It's the patients that suffer, then the families yep. that have to help take care of all that. You yep. Know. yep. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, so I know that you're pretty adamant about uh, neuroplasticity being uh, 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 just a detriment to SCI rehab. And so I wanted to, to hear your thoughts on that a little bit. Um, okay. And neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity is, is a bullshit marketing gimmick. Well, it, it does actually exist, you know, uh, but as applied to spinal cord injury patients, it, it, it's a load of crap, okay? Because here essentially is what they're trying to convince you of by telling you, you know, this is why they put you on a treadmill and, and a harness and have someone move the legs of the, of the, the patient without the patient putting in every, any, even an ounce of, of effort. What's that going to do? That's going to rewire your brain to be able to make your, your legs move on, the, on, the, on their own. Still not going to be able to stand up because you have a bearing weight on your legs, but but literally, you know, hiring you, you having to pay for having one person standing behind the harness, you know, it probably cost a million dollars that the therapy that they had to, had to buy, and they want to make sure they use it to get their money's worth. One therapist on either leg. So this is equivalent, okay, of your brain being Miami, okay, and your muscles of your legs being New York City, okay, and you've only got one freeway that connects the two, the I ninety five. Okay, so what happens is you have a spinal cord injury. Terrorists come along, blow up the I-95 near Washington. Okay, so first thing that happens is, right, well, if I was in charge, let's send a truck up the I-95, see, see how much damage is done and, and see if we can get through. Here's the reaction. Oh, my God, no, terrorists, are you crazy? We don't want to drive a truck up the I-95. That's dangerous. Give it a try. Oh, no, didn't you hear terrorists, terrorists, scared, scared. Okay, whatever. So someone comes along and says, we've got a theory. We can fix this. What we'll do is we'll redesign the traffic patterns of, of Miami. Okay? We'll, we'll turn the, the one-way streets, we'll turn them to it. We'll make everything change in Miami so that somehow that's going to make it easier for a truck to drive up the I-95. Okay? Explain to me how that works. You're rerouting stuff around Miami. You did, the I-95 is still, is still so, yeah, so, Okay, so that, that, that doesn't change. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Consider this. Saying. The guy, the, the guy that has the, the, the business of, of delivering toe movements. Someday, some, suddenly, someone notices, hey, someone delivered some toe movements to New York City. Okay? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> shops, shops in Miami, and, and somehow there was a... And the only way you can get here is I-95. Go back to people in Miami. Hey, do you know that the, uh, the, the, the toe movement guy delivered, he made a delivery? Can we, can we get a delivery of, of leg movement and, and, and butt movement? Oh, terrorists, oh my God, we're too scared. We can't send a truck up the I-95. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the big toe guy made his delivery. Are you crazy? We're going to keep on rerouting all the people around Miami. And eventually, someday, somehow, this will make us be our delivering in New York City. Here's my approach. You get every fucking truck on the 95 and you say, just drive like buggery, guys. Okay. For all you know, there, there could be one lane that's, that's, that's destroyed. I don't give a shit. Let's find out. Okay. Yeah. Every time I've done it, all the trucks get through. So that you think they're just getting somebody up and standing in a, in a, um, you know, in, in the normal position immediately is going to, you know, like open, yeah, open some of those channels back up. Immediately. Okay. Immediately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you're, you're, yeah, you, you, I'm blown away by your, uh, you honestly fucking think lying in bed, holding on to a hundred. Do you think that comes close to stimulating the neural neural cord to be able to, to put in? Look at the faces of the people that are on those those uh, treadmills. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, want to, I want you to show you uh, uh, another. See if we do this. Okay. So look at these people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. I'm going to do it. These are people working out. Yeah. Do you ever see spinal cord injury patients doing that? No, and I saw your post about this. This is incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like people in harnesses if human, aren't. If the human body has that capability to, to, to do that, like I say, I'm a weak, weak person, okay? Wish I wasn't, okay? But all I do is make the person work closer to that than closer to someone else moving their legs and they're standing on a treadmill and walking along or lying on a... On a, on a on a bed, okay? As I told you, all I do, stand the patient up, okay? No, no walker, no nothing, and I, and I make them, their, their body weight go, I've got it now. It takes skill, okay, to, to, to be able to do that, but you know what? It, it, it's, it's, that's the skill that I've, I've developed to, to, to the betterment of, the, of every patient that I've, that I've you know, got, got to see, and that, that's how he's yours. And I didn't, I didn't mind if I, I broke a sweat. Yeah. It seems like you're going through your posts on social media. It seems like one of your biggest concerns—you're not concerns, but you're—you think that the uh, rehab facilities and and, uh, and the rehab industry is now that they're too lazy or you know to to put in. They, the they are focused on one thing. They are focused on your emotions. Everything with spinal cord is about emotions. Okay. Why don't we have foundations for finding a cure for broken legs? Why don't we? Because legs. Right. Because you know, broken leg doesn't elicit the same emotions as a spinal cord right. injury. Okay, you can get people, and this is this is why you know people, most people who work in the industry are going to tell me, they're going to say to you or say to anyone, I'm full of shit, is because they've got millions of dollars of at stake. Okay, you saw the videos I posted of the guy that I was treating myself, and he was going to the facility the 400 someone gave that that hospital 400 million dollars to build a spinal cord injury unit for their patients did you see what they were doing it was not and he was walking with a walker instead of and and they were sitting him down constantly while you were working yeah you know, it seemed like you were working his ass off so. get, get this get this okay so he's so he's i, I never touched someone's arm you know, that's not my, that's not my, not my deal. That's the, the, the OT, 
okay? Or generally just by standing up, as, as you saw in the other video of the other quad, I stood him up one day, all of a sudden, right. he's moving his arms, okay? I didn't touch his arms, okay? So how does the theory of neuroplasticity explain that I've done one session on his legs and suddenly his arms have started to move, okay? Reconnecting things. I, I, didn't, I didn't move it. I didn't do anything to reconnect, okay? All I did, as I said, was just flick the switch, the breaker, to get his... his, his um, uh, legs to move, um, uh, but I forgot, I forgot as, as a problem with my brain, I forgot what, what the hell we were talking about, um, uh, what, the, what the question was. It was, um, uh, I, I, we were just uh, discussing about like what the problem with these rehab centers are, whether it's... Uh, oh, oh yeah, bad emotions, bad emotions, because the emotions, that's how they get millions of dollars of, of research funding, millions of dollars of, of, uh, of um, uh, donations, okay, um, that's, what it's, that's what it's all about. Uh, to, to me, I, I have to assume that, I don't really know, but the, the, as I said, they're not interested in the results with the patients as much as they are with like, let's have a beautiful big facility and let's get more donations. Let's make everyone feel good. All the donors, if you're feeling, oh, you're doing, you're giving us $10 million for spinal cord research. Thank you so much. You can feel good about yourself. Tell you what, here's a gate bell. Go and stand up that, that spinal cord patient. Put in a little bit of effort. Well, I'm not gonna do that. I'd rather give $10 million to someone else to, to do experiments on lab rats than I would actually go and stand up a, a quadriplegic or a, or a, or a para, paraplegic, okay? And as I said, every time I've done it, I have seen results immediately. Okay, um, what, so for, for instance, I was on a ventilator when I was first injured um, and in a coma for, I don't know, like a week and a half or something, two weeks. So what, I mean, in that case, you just wait until the person wakes up and gets uh, the I, I, I'd be case by be case by case. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm don't have a fucking problem at all with with. I've stood up people on ventilators um, uh, before who who are awake. If if you're out of it um, uh, because I can't get any reaction with regards to the pain and what I may be doing, if I'm doing something that could be possibly you know um, injuring you, I'd probably be be um, hesitant. But again, if someone would do research on this, I'm sure you'd be pretty fucking happy you know rather than just someone come up with a, well i don't really want to do anything because i'm scared right. what's the research say you know don't give us your personal opinion why doesn't someone do a freaking research study you know on this and that's that's why i would sit there and say i'm sure every doctor and every therapist is going to say i'm full of shit okay and i want any one of them to pull up the research study that says standing a person a spinal cord injury patient on their feet first chance to get day one okay show me the study that says that's detrimental to the patient okay where's the science with that there is no science. There is no study ever done. It's their personal opinion. Okay. So if right. you want to want to basically go, where's the science? Okay. Show me the fucking science. I'm quite happy for someone to challenge me. Okay. More than happy. Okay. Because that's how you make progress. Okay. You, you thrash things out. You don't sit there going, well, we've done it this way for years, and we're not going to change what we're doing, which is unfortunately doesn't doesn't help you guys at all. Right. And what, and so even with like, yeah, cause I know they got me up at a standing table pretty quickly after, once I got to a rehab after, you know, a few weeks. Well, I use the standing table. And then, yeah, that, yeah, that's why I use, right. use the standing table. I, I, cause they told me that's what to use. So <laughs> here's why, here's why. Okay. So here's the therapist. When you're using a standing table, whoops, a daisy, effort. On that therapist is what? Zero. Is zero. Yep. And that's why if you look at the videos, every video I see of a, of a quad or a paraplegic on, look at the effort 
of the physical therapist, even if they're walking, even if they're walking with a walker, okay? The effort on the physical therapist is zero. They're going to be high-fiving and doing whatever, but their physical effort is... Now, a lot of those patients are still going to be able to walk again, even with 0% effort from, the, from the, 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 the therapist. Thank God, okay? But then there's someone like you, who, was, who never had a therapist put in an ounce of effort, and you don't know, okay? You could have been sitting in your fucking chair for, for 25 years, and yet maybe you could have stood up and I could have had you walking in a week. It, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty This is you off, doesn't it? It's frustrating. This is you off. Yeah. 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 Okay, now here's the thing, and here's what I've learned. You can't go back and sue anyone. You can't tell you. If they never touch you, if they never, that's not, that's not a, a, a legal problem. Okay, that's right. I have had patients who have, I've had my quadriplegic guy that I went from A to, a to B with, he could stand up when he, went to, when he went to rehab. 30 days later, after 90 hours of rehab, he could no longer stand up. He went to rehab and came back weaker than what he was when he stand, when, when he started, because of the way they they trained him. Because they, you see the videos. He's in a in a in a, uh, a, a platform walker, okay. And that was only one of six times that they got him to try to stand up and walk while he was there, and for thirty days, and they stood him up six times. Okay, blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, like it, I, I hate to keep bringing it back to my my own experience, but yeah, I, when I was in the physical therapy, they would just get me onto a big mat and do passive range of motion basically. And, and yeah, I never, you know, I mean, they, it just at a standing table would get me standing up once or you know twice a day. And when I went through school, people used to talk about standing table and I said that the whole time they're going, why, why? Oh, because their blood pressure is, is, you know, we have to, here's the story with blood pressure. And I had this argument with another mother, uh, um, oh, they couldn't stand my son up the first day at, at uh, uh, what's the place in Atlanta? Um, uh, because because his blood pressure was too low. Guess what? All of my quadriplegics and paraplegics' blood pressure are low too. What? They all pass out the first time I stand up. So you know what I do? I lie him back down on the table. Wake up, sunshine. Come on, let's go. Okay. Wake up, stand up again. They pass out the second time. Lay him back down. Come on, let's go. Stand up again. Stand up the third time. Never pass out again. That's, that's awesome. 30 seconds. 30 seconds it takes. Here's the other problem. Oh, he would have lost bowel function, you know? He would have pooed on himself. Pretty much every quadriplegic got stood up the first time, shits everywhere. And they go, can I sit down? No. Why? Why do you want to sit down? I don't care. We'll clean it up afterwards. The only thing you need to be caring about is standing up on your feet. No one shat on day three. They shit day one, they shit day two. No one shits on day three. Mm. Three days of effort, okay, and boom. The, 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 the guy, that, the, quadru- the paraplegic who was six years in before I started treating him, he was still shitting when I stood him up the first two or three days because six years of that. Finally, it stopped. Stand him up. Thankfully, he had a diaper on. Okay, well, let's go. I don't care. We're going to do this session. Then you go clean yourself up, Okay. You don't stop a session just because someone's shat. Sorry to tell you, unless you don't want to have a unless you don't want to have a recover. You know, you find me a therapist anywhere in the world that's not going to say, "Ooh, I'm not going to do that." Oh my god, yuck! <laughs> okay? Which brings me which brings me to a really important point. Emotion is 100% involved on the side of the patients and the caregivers uh, when it comes to spinal injury, and it is detrimental and a, and useless. Okay, but does nothing to stop recovery. These three words. 
I'm scared, I'm nervous, I'm depressed. Okay, go back to what my coach told me in swimming. I don't care about your feelings. They don't add anything to the equation. Let's go back to a little graphic here. Okay, you didn't ask, I thought you'd pick it up, but you didn't see it. What do we have over here, mate? Uh, arrow. A little red arrow. Red what do you arrow. think that is? Going in the opposite direction of all the other arrows. What do you think that represents? The patient's, uh, is that the emotion of the whole thing? That's the, that's the emotion. This is what it, rep this is what it represents. On the, behalf, on, the, on the part of doctors and therapists, this is, this is what it sounds like. That's not how we do things at this clinic. I'm scared to stand the patient. They didn't teach us that in school. I do not want to have to touch the patient, put my hands on them and stand them up. Ooh, weird. No way. I'm not going to be comfortable doing this. I'm not sure how to do this. I only graduated from PT school two months ago, and they taught us to do passive range of motion on our paralyzed patients. What if something goes wrong? It's not that simple to just stand someone up. I don't think you'll ever walk after looking at your MRI. My experience tells me that even though I have not laid a finger on you, I can tell that you will never walk again. We treat our patients here like families. Oh, you only want to do five repetitions, not 10? Well, okay, we'll make it an easy day for you. Take it easy. I have a softer approach than that Australian therapist. I can't stand him up, it's too hard. I will not stand you up because I read the therapist's note from yesterday and they didn't stand you up. So if they didn't do it, I'm not going to do it. Every spinal cord injury is different, you know. Here at this clinic, we use a multidisciplinary approach using functional integrative models using the most advanced research. So I don't know, so I don't need to stand you up. Um, the clinic paid $1 million for this fancy piece of equipment and a harness. We have to use it, okay, to, to make sure we use it. Um, uh, let's try not to work too hard today. It's Friday. Let's make it easy. Hmm. I am worried that I may hurt you if I get you up. So let's just do exercises in bed. Um, oh, yuck. The patient soiled himself. I'm not going to go to see him today. In school, they taught us to do passive range of motion to cure paralysis. That is not how they taught me in school. There are other ways to get you stronger that are far easier. I am scared your blood pressure will drop. I am scared you will make a mess and soil everywhere. Do you want your PT today or no? Here's what the patients say to slow themselves down. I'm scared. I'm depressed. I'm nervous. The doctor told me I didn't have to do PT today. I'm allowed a rest day. I don't want to do it now. I'm watching my favorite TV program on TV. Can you come back when it's a more convenient time for me? Oh my God, I soiled myself. I'm so embarrassed. I'm not sure I believe you because the therapist who, who did exercise in bed with me yesterday said something different. So those are all the fucking... Yeah bullshit that stops doing the one thing they do stand the patient up on their feet with a gate bell don't think about anything else okay you didn't see any little arrow showing any emotions on on my side of the thing because i take all the fucking emotion out of doing therapy i do not care for it at all okay shut up stand up that's it <laughs> now Everything, everything. I've already had people on TikTok. Oh my God, you're so mean to your patients. You know what? If it makes them walk, you think they care? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's, uh, that's an easy choice. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I had another couple questions here for you as well. Like, uh, yeah, so I know you claim um, on some of your videos, you can uh, evaluate uh, an SCI patient in under 60 seconds and tell 
if they have the capacity to be able to improve function and walk. Yep. Uh, talk about how you came up with that, how, how you are able to evaluate them so quickly. And All right, I'll teach you how to do it in 60 seconds. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so here's my quadriplegic. Oh, let's get this sit down. So here's my quadriplegic. Okay, so we're gonna use the example of catching a ball. Okay, so mm -hmm. tell me if this quadriplegic, tell me the potential for this quadriplegic to, to function again and how long it will take. Okay. What's, what's your assessment? I mean, you're bouncing, yeah, you're bouncing a ball next to it, your hand just sitting there. Right. So, so don't, what's your assessment of whether this quadriplegic is going to be able to function? How soon will it be able to do it? I mean, I, you can't tell off of that. Right? Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Let's move on to the second patient. Okay. Second quadriplegic. All right. Okay. Did quadriplegic two, number two, catch the ball? No. So neither did quadriplegic number one. Do you, in your estimation, have any thought that the quadriplegic two will be able to catch the ball at some point? Yes. They moved. How? How the fuck did you do that, mate? In under 30 seconds. Right, because you moved, uh, you, your hand moved. Because they showed the capacity to improve. Okay? Right. Now, here is how rehab, this is rehab. Okay? This is what you're going to do in rehab. Right, so we're going to do a test on you to determine how good you're going to be, to see what your, your ability is going to be as a quadriplegic. Are you ready? I want you to catch the ball. Oh no, please, I'm so scared. Don't make me catch the ball. What is if I can't do it? Oh my God, I scared the patient. You poor thing, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I scared you. i tell you what, tomorrow I'm going to put brownies and I'm going to come in and I'm going to give them to you and you're going to feel so much better. Oh, thank you. You're the best therapist in the whole world. You know what? It makes me feel so good to know that I'm doing such a good job with my patients. <laughs> uh, you doubt me? Uh, yeah. That's, uh, Did you doubt me? Uh, yeah. Uh, Get the fucking emotion yeah. out of fucking rehab. I get it. I get it. I and yeah, I've had I've had experiences like that. So I can I remember yeah. I remember well. Um look look at I mean I'm sorry and, and say okay, so let, let's let's well go back to, to to my approach. So Jose the quadriplegic, okay, is in hospital. I've already got him standing up, we've gone doing doing some some things, and I had to go away for 10 days to Brazil to try and find my abducted son. Okay, which is a whole nother fucking you know story. Uh uh, the, the, the. so I'm gone for 10 days no one gets him out of bed for the 10 days that I am that I am uh, that I'm gone I come back walk in okay Jose let's go let's get you standing up I don't feel like doing it I'm, I'm, I'm sad no one's worked with me for 10 days okay and I said okay good goodbye you're never going to see me again what you're done you're done with me okay you don't get a day off I don't want any of your bullshit feeling sorry for yourself I'm leaving goodbye I was two seconds from walking out that door. I was on my way out the door. And he goes, oh, wait, 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 come back, come back. I'll work. Did a great job, okay? And I said, you ever pull that on me again, I'll be out the door, okay? You speak to the guy now and say, tell us what was the most critical, play, critical moment of working with Daniel. And he will say, the day he nearly walked out the door and would have left me to be in a wheelchair from, from, from the rehab I was going to get for the rest of my life. Because that's what, that's what he was would have happened. There's nothing that was done with him by anyone else that ever would have, would have made him uh, be functional. He's back to work, he drives his car, does, does you know, 
everything, even with the, even with a couple of limitations that he was left over because of the, the shit house rehab done by by other people. Okay, wow. he was two two seconds away from 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 uh, from not having that. Wow. And, and there have been there have been times where I have been in hospital and I have gone and seen walk past a, a, a room, looked at a room like who's that patient in there? Oh, he's so and so. He can't function. He can't do anything. I'm like, okay, why didn't someone ask me to come and see? Okay, you, you know what I can do. Why didn't any of the doctors sit there and go, wow, you know, Simon, uh, Daniel's done amazing stuff with, with therapy. They don't care. No one, no one, no one cares. I, sh I showed all the progress that uh, Jose had done to the doctors. Oh, he's not going to get any better. That's, that's as good as he's going to get. They, they, had, they had no interest, no care whatsoever. And I had to fight them the first day to get him out, uh, out of a, an airbed air because they said he's never going to walk. He's never going to function. Pointless. I had to fight them to get him onto a bed that I could stand him up from, okay? So I've walked past, I've walked past people's rooms and gone, let me go and see, the, give me the details, I'll go see the patient. I've had those people walking in a day. That everyone's like, oh my God, they've been in bed for a month. How did Daniel make him walk in, in, in one day? Piece of cake. It's a piece of cake when you understand how the body works, okay? And there are so many who work in rehab and hospitals who have zero idea how the body works, zero. As I said, they couldn't teach, teach a kid to ride a bike if they had to. Yeah, that, that's scary for you. Scary yeah, for everyone listening to your program. That is, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I just have a few more questions here. That's right, mate. You know, I want to know. So first, I know we had been communicating a little bit back and forth uh, prior to, to this interview, and uh, you wanted to. Uh, I know that you you have some thoughts on Neuralink. You know that we had talked about it on the show before, so you wanted to. Uh, yep kind of address that so i'd love to hear your thoughts on Neuralink and and what that you know could entail for people well yeah, I, I just just until i saw the links on your show i'd never even heard of it I, I sort of heard something about elon musk and that but i sort of thought as as i do with with most things i'm sort of like you know yeah, yeah. whatever give me give me a ten dollar gate belt and, and i'll do the job you know <laughs> uh and um so i so i looked at the video and i read some of the stuff and i was like first my first thought was there's no fucking way they're gonna get a big be able to get a little electrode around a single neuron in the brain, which apparently they can quite easily. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, shows you how far behind the times I am. Um, uh, took me a month to work out how to use TikTok. Um, uh, so uh, I was like, okay, so the, the, the idea is that you are going to, which is simply Pavlov dog's theory. You're going to train the, 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 the neural link to know which uh, uh, neurons are being stimulated to correspond with which movements. Right. Okay. For that. Now, here's my problem. This is the only problem I have. Now, maybe they'll solve this and whatever, but here's my only problem with that. If the person can't move, how do you know what the neuron is going to do with that person? This is what it's equivalent of. You want to train a computer how to write jokes. So you have a computer listen to a comedian tell jokes. Okay. If there's a big laugh, Computer remembers that, learns, okay, big laugh for, for, for a joke about Jewish people, small laugh for people about in wheelchairs, okay? So more Jewish jokes, less, less wheelchair jokes. Maybe you can buy. Sorry, that's how the computer learns. However, <clears throat> if the comedian is telling jokes to people that are deaf and can't laugh, how the hell is the computer going to learn? I don't know whether they can use it on one person then transfer it to another, although that's a bit of a, 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 a stretch. I don't know that connecting just in the brain, you've got the same problem that you've got with the neuroplasticity theory that you've got to get it past the, the spinal cord, the, the break in the spinal cord. Now, if someone can already move a little bit, why the fuck do you need that? Because 
just train the, the ass off the person, they'll be able to function again. You don't need to go through all this millions of dollars of research. Again, buy someone a $20 gate belt, find someone who's going to put in the effort to do it, and away you go. Okay. Uh, the other problem with that, which I just thought of this morning, if the so-called theory of neuroplasticity works, what happens if the brain makes new connections from the ones that the neural link's already done? It means someone's going to have to go and drill a hole in your head again and move the electrodes around again because you know they've all switched their connections. You know, again, I don't know. Those are the questions I have to ask, and I just like asking questions. You know, if someone's got an answer to all those, but well, more power to them. You know, yeah. good luck. But you know, again, goes back to shit. I'm not that bright. I can't think beyond. Give me a twenty dollar gate belt. Actually, that's a rather expensive gate belt, $20, $10 gate belt. And, uh, uh, you know, let me, let me stand the patient up and, and do what I do best, which is motivate the person and give them, you know, uh, the option, life in a wheelchair or do what I tell you to do and I'll see if I can make you walk again. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a great attitude, man. To, I mean, would have wish, yeah, I wish I would have met you when I was going through rehab for sure. Um, and yeah I'm, I'm all about like trying to get standing up again too i've been fighting insurance to get get a standing right. table but I, I maybe i just need to get somebody in here that can help me right. I've, I've 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 had yeah. skype calls with 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 people some guy was a bull rider in in minnesota and I, I said mate find some mates stand you up okay i've got a got a couple of guys in in uh a couple of uh, hundred miles away from me or uh, one's about 500 miles away from australia and like man i can't drive 500, 500 miles but again here's what you do you, you already go to a, a spinal cord, make someone stand you up there. They don't want to. Well, there's your problem, okay? Not that it can't be done, is that they don't want to, okay? Well, actually, that leads to my next question, Daniel, about I heard you are, in one of your videos, you used the term uh, rehabilitation industrial complex. And you hear that, I, I don't know if you said it, it was on one of the, one of the, um, the written, uh, the written, Video probably did that, that. Sounds that sounds that sounds fucking pretty impressive, doesn't it? Yeah, I was like, I like that. I must, one, have been, so. must have been inspired to come up with that. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, I really I don't even know whether it exists, but it's a, it, it is the 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 large companies again. I deal best with one on one, you know, um, and it, it comes down to my attitude and my desire and my conviction behind what I know and making you believe it. Okay. And if you don't fucking believe it, doesn't wouldn't matter. So the first thing I do is make my patients believe it. And 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 you know, to be honest, you five seconds looking in my eyes, you know, and, and, and most patients are like butter. Okay. Yeah. Um, that the 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 like the, the the overall results of of these big businesses, again, it's just to make money. Okay, to, 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 to the foundations to raise money for Spinal Club. It's just to make, it's just to make money. Because I'm sitting here wondering, like trying to go to bed every night, how the hell is it that I can have worked this, all this crap out and no one else has before me? Okay, do they not want to work it out? Or do they, are they actually stupid that they can't work it out because they're just like, you know, busy, let's organize the next $500 plate dinner to raise money for, for spinal cord research um, and get a couple of big wig, you know, donors. And I, I have no idea. But the, 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 the large rehab companies in, in the US, okay, I can tell you from what I've seen, I, I mean, part of, the, part of the thing. So I've worked in about 70 different facilities when I, when I lived in the States, 70. Done, done what I've been doing for, for, for 30 years, another level for 15, once I sort of started to really work it all out. 
at no facility has anyone ever come up to me and say, wow, could you explain to me? Can you show me? Can you help me do what you do? I've gone to supervisors. Hey, would you like me to, to give a, a, some instruction, you know, to, to help people understand how I can walk a patient 200 feet and none of the other therapists can get the patient out of bed? Would you like me to do that? No, no, it's not necessary. We're okay, you know. We get paid whether we get the patients out of bed or whether we don't, okay? There is no, payment isn't based on results. It's based on the time patients are in therapy, okay? That's it, yeah. okay? Yeah. You somehow, you somehow and, and all the big rehab places know that, and that's all they care about. They do not care about you at the bottom of the run. And that's why I sort of thought, wow, thank God for Instagram, that now I can hopefully get some people at your level to say, I'm fucking sick of this, yeah. you know? And, and, and I want to do something, you know, uh, I would like to do something about it because trust me, there's going to be a generation of people who are in spinal cords and I see, I see it every day just watching, watching YouTube videos and Instagram videos going, why the hell isn't this person? I see, I see something wiggle, stand the patient up. Why the hell isn't this patient standing up? Yeah. You know? I mean, it makes sense. It really does. Like I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was blown away, like seeing your some of your videos, and, and that's why I reached out is to to yeah. get you on the show. And, and I the, the, the problem is the problem is that you were blown away. You understand? Yeah, right. We you should... weren't you weren't going. Oh, hey, that's normal. Okay, right. that, that, that's what scares the crap out of me. I'm not exceptional. I'm normal. This is basic, basic stuff. This is grade seven physics, for fuck's sake. <laughs> grade two math, and someone can't apply that to to. You know, someone can't apply basic psychology. You walk into a room, you know, okay, would you like to do your physical therapy today? No, I don't feel like it. Okay, you've refused. Can't do anything. I never walk into a room and ask a patient, do you want to do physical therapy today? I walk in. You were doing your physical therapy today. Yeah, Here's what you're doing. Started. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The moment you ask them a question, you give them the right to go, I don't want to do it. You, you bring emotion into the, into the equation. Get the fucking emotion out. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you let me tell you the perfect story to illustrate that okay. I'm at a hospital this 26 25 year old kid had HIV although that got nothing to do it um, although it, it explains his mental state um, had come in for pneumonia so they treated his pneumonia and they resolved it in two weeks he then spent the next nine months in an ICU bed yeah, I can see the expression on your face. How? Because therapist would come in. Okay, the mother, please get my son out of bed, please. Therapist would come into bed. He would, leave me alone, leave me alone, don't touch me, I don't want to do it. Therapist's like, oh, nothing I can do. Walk out the door. Nine friggin' months of that going on. As soon as the kid started to go, ah, the mother would go, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him, leave my little baby alone. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay, so... I'm in the hospital, working the whole time. Didn't know he even lived. So somehow he ends up on my schedule. And someone told me, yeah, this is the problem. We, haven't, we can't do anything with him. We can't discharge him. We can't get him out of ICU because he, he, he doesn't do anything. So no rehab will take him. No nurse. We can't even get him into the shittiest nursing home, okay? Because he needs to at least get out of bed. I'll get him out of bed. Don't worry, okay? So I walk into the room. Mother, oh, can you please get my son out of bed? Yeah, whatever, okay? Come on, you're getting out of bed. No, 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 I don't want to. And all I did, I just started talking really loudly so I couldn't hear what he was saying. Okay? Then the mother started to be, oh, my God, leave my belly. Ma'am, sit down, shut up. Stood him up, put him into a chair. Okay? Put me back to bed. Sure will, mate. I will, I'll do exactly what you say, but I've got to go to the toilet right now. So I'll be back in 10 minutes. So I went to the toilet, 
waited for as long as I could, came back, put him back into bed, okay? Never going to see me again. Mate, you're done. I can tell you, your attitude, you're done, okay? About, uh, I don't know, four or five months later, I'm walking into ICU and there's this clean-cut young guy in a suit standing there and, I'm, and he's like, oh, there you are. Oh, my God. Runs, he puts his arm around me, gives me a big hug and I'm like, who the fuck are you? He goes, I'm the, I'm the boy that was in room six. And I just went, what? No way. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, how? How is this possible? And he goes, because you got me out of bed and put me in a chair for 10 minutes, they were able to get me accepted into a, into a nursing home. Okay? It was the worst fucking nursing home in the city. First day of the kid is there. He's like, holy shit, this is where I'm spending the rest of my life. Okay? And he said, so I started doing everything I was told by the therapist to recover. So wasn't, wasn't a, had nothing to do with physical. But that's why I say every patient can get out of bed physically day one. It's got nothing to do with the physical, uh, what's that, quadriplegics, you know, 700-pound patients. doesn't matter, okay? It's the psychology of the therapist and, and the patient. And I'm going to tell you the psychology of doctors in the, in, in, in the U.S., back in the U.S., it's woeful. You know, and unfortunately, for, for the, the only people that it sucks for is you guys because you guys don't don't necessarily understand all this stuff, and that's why I'm enjoying putting these videos on. What do, what do I put them on? TikTok and, and Instagram to try to give you a little bit of understanding about this is the meat and potatoes about what you're dealing with. Don't forget about medicine. Forget about you know uh, 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 whatever. I'll tell, tell you another story. So I got lots of stories. So this is this is how I work this shit out. By the way, so I've had my car accident in Los Angeles. Okay, I'm shipped back to Australia, have a, have a bowel obstruction on the plane, end up in a hospital again in, in uh, uh, Australia, get on the plane, ship back to my hometown. First day, you know, mum brings me breakfast in bed. And I'm like, thanks, mum. Okay, and, and, you know, just feeling, you know, uh, happy that I'm home and, you know, relieved and whatever. Um, next day, I'm lying in bed, mum comes in. Okay, breakfast is on the table. And I'm like, mum, can I have breakfast in bed? Here's what my mother said. You're going to fucking starve to death lying in this bed because your breakfast is on the table. So unless you get there, you're not eating. And I went, oh, okay, got up. And that was another epiphany moment. Like going, you give someone sympathy, they will, t- they will, they will run with it. Here's, 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 a, sorry, got another one. here's another better example than that. Okay. You have any kids? No. No. Okay. You got your brothers and sisters who have kids? Yeah. Okay, right. So, kid comes home from school. Mom, could you do my homework for me? Could you do my? You know what? No, I don't want to. Please do my homework for me. Please, please, please. Okay, I'll do. I'll be a good mum. Oh, you know, he's gonna. I'll be mum of the year. I'm gonna do his homework for him. So, the mum does the homework for him. Sends the kid to school the next day. Is that kid now smarter or dumber? Dumber. Next day at school, dumber. So, you think he's gonna come home and say, "Hey, I know how to do my homework tonight"? Nope. He's gonna say, "Mum, you're gonna have to do my homework tonight because I have less of an idea tonight." Than what, than what I did last night. Right. So in one day, you have now disabled that kid. You've crippled him. Wow. Okay? Mentally. Does that, do, do, does that illustrate yeah, the point clearly? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... Yeah, I, yep. I completely see what you're saying. Yep. Now, now, imagine you multiply that, put that on steroids, and put it into every hospital and every rehab in, in the US. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's what you've got. Okay, 
And that's that's why the what, what was my word? Military industrial uh, the rehab uh, industrial complex thrives on doing that because it's now yeah. got a constant. It's got now got customers for the rest of your life. Man, it's it's so got no interest in, in making you better. It's got it's got an interest in making you a customer. And the easiest way to do that, play on your emotions, okay? Get you sucked into thinking these people are here to look after me, okay? Right. That's the way that I am. You know why? I'm not friends with any of my patients afterwards for very good reason. I'm not <laughs> your fucking friend, okay? Every rehab place that says, oh, we, we're a community, we're going to treat you like family. That's exactly why the results are going to suck, okay? Because... because Trust me, they, they're, more, they're more concerned with being your friend than they are in doing what's necessary to make you better because they're, they're, they're not on the same page. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you're out here, you know, saying these things, Daniel. And, um, you know, I know you have the book out um, that we'll, we'll definitely uh, attach to the, to the podcast show notes there. It's called Falling Through the Cracks, an insider's guide to how the U.S. healthcare system will cripple you. And uh, I appreciate you so much. Um, I'm hoping we can have you back on the show at some point in the not too distant future. And um, yeah, keep keep uh, keep spreading the word on this. I love it. That's right, bud. You're most welcome. Appreciate you, Pat. Yep. All right. So that was Daniel West. Um, I I enjoyed our conversation. I think he's a very interesting gentleman and. I think that, you know, I would love to see this implemented more to see how it works. Um, so, so Jared, do you think it would work, for, would have worked for you in your case back then, 22, 24 years ago? I mean, you know, I mean, you had, I don't know, but I would have liked to see, hmm. I mean, cause you had a halo, you had a, you yeah, know. but I think like if you watch the videos of the work he does with people, I mean, the guy that, um, I think there's a guy from Australia, um, that w- was in in rehab with him and he got him standing up and, and walking and shows like from him working with him like day one in the hospital to working with him like out walking on a track in like at a high school or something um, walking around the track uh, like months and months later so um, you know I don't know like would that guy have walked anyway I, I don't know the yeah. answer to that yeah. but I, you know, I, it sure seems like this rehab is, you know, like him, him working with this guy really made a huge difference. So, well, we do know, and we've talked at length on this podcast, uh, the importance of standing and getting up and getting the blood flowing, Absolutely. getting movement and, and also like how difficult it is to do, which, which makes you really, you know, think if it if it's so difficult to do it must be really important yeah absolutely well i i was i was thinking about it and i wanted to go back and ask him a couple of follow-up questions and so the first follow-up question i had for him was have there been any spinal cord injury patients that you've tried your method on but uh, nothing they had no positive results from it and he said nope never I've always seen a patient show progress from stand one to stand three on first day. Every patient I have gotten to see longer than two weeks was walking to some extent, except the quad who was merely standing much better in some of the videos. And then the second one. He could one, stand on his own? I'm not. Yeah, like with not like, but with an assistance, yeah, with but like, not like. 
a standing table. Like he could literally like. Right. I think that, that he him getting stood up, he could kind of balance. Balance. A tiny Sheesh. Bit, yeah. um, but I'm not positive about that. I have to go back, I'll, I'll check on those videos. Um, and then the second question was if there was anybody, uh, any other therapists that he knew of that were using this uh, method, and he said none that he knows about. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah, and he, you know, he's quick to say, like, people are going to be taken aback by this whole premise that, you know, like, damn, like, maybe if, if somebody would have just got me standing up. But he even said with the, in the interview that he he saw a guy that had a uh, air bubble in his spinal cord and had been in a wheelchair for however, you know, for a, quite a long time, and he got him standing up. And the air bubble... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. How it's from like diving is. accidents, like the bend. Yeah, diving. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, as long as you don't do any harm, I have no problem with his method. I, I, you know, try anything when you're in that position, right, to yeah. get well. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it can't be any worse than people injecting um, stem cells into you, right? So. It's true, yeah. I mean, everything's a risk at this with this injury like why you know yeah. like i'm it doesn't doesn't hurt to uh to try everything i mean yeah I, i'm i'm appreciative of daniel coming on and i think that i think it's a good good conversation to have if i mean if that does work like why why are we not doing that and and it wasn't like the guy was you know the guy's not sprinting around or anything like that he still is is needs you know some sort of uh somebody nearby like just in case because he's not walking perfectly but i mean shit if i could get yeah. up and and walk around without a ton of help i would be ecstatic you know mm, what i mean yeah, like it yeah that's like the a for sure life-changing situation right. so yeah 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 anyway so yeah i'm i'm thankful to uh daniel for coming on and, and talking to us a little bit I'm hoping we're going to have him back on on the show in the not too distant future. Um, yeah, yeah, appreciate him coming. Uh, our, my guy Cesar Flores, I think, is coming back on this week to talk a little bit about uh, getting back into school. He's he's uh, applied for grad school and um, <clears throat> you know doing a lot of work with uh, yeah, just like the being able to. He, he wants to kind of go over like what you need to look for when you're trying to get back into school after a spinal cord injury um you know what, what kind of help you need things like that so uh we'll be back next week with uh with caesar and, and until then appreciate you guys listening please listen like share rate review we're we're everywhere you can uh, listen to podcasts soon to be on youtube hopefully and always something new here yeah yeah q q easy on the outro Later, guys. Later.